It's time for the three, the third episode. Happy anniversary, Johnny Christ, no relation. Oh, this is our third episode? Yes, we made it. This this might be the longest commitment I've had in my life since. Well, I now I'm going to crack a beer about it. Hey, you know what? I second that. What do you got? A hazy IPA? I do, an official. Nice. I got a, I got a Lagunitas IPA. Oh, I love that. You know what? Uh, my buddy Petey Williams turned me on to those. Ah, yes. Petey Williams. No, 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 uh, no name drop there at all. All right, cool. No, no relation. <laughs> <laughs> so, How you doing today, Dennis? I'm good, man. Listen, let's, we're going to be honest with the group here. We're all friends. Uh, it's been a crazy week. I haven't yeah. watched much wrestling. I watched one wrestling match this week. So in order to cover it up and pretend that we're smart, I think we talk about the top three finishers that we like. Yeah, I agree. Like these guys are clever, and really, it's because I just didn't watch any wrestling this week. Well, I mean, I wasn't going to say that I didn't watch any wrestling. I watched tons of wrestling, but you were the one that was slacking this week, not me. So you know, since you're, since you know, you're you're the one with the ideas. Let's roll with it. We'll do our top three finishers, but you know, we should stay a little current. What was the one match that you that you watched this this week? It was the Britt Baker, uh, Britt Baker Thunder Rosa match was the, I tuned in just, just in time. I, I man, I want to say. I'm pretty pissed about that. Cause I have to, I have to go back and rewatch that. I'll explain why. Go on. Now I will say this. Uh, we, we are kind of always a week behind based on when this airs on Fightful. So we always kind of talk a week behind. Uh, this should go on next week's, but I did watch the beginning of this week's Raw thinking, A, Cody Rhodes was going to show up. And, uh, well, you know, PD's a, uh, a producer for WWE. So he's like, hey, okay. uh, you, you may want to watch Raw tonight. I'm like, oh, I don't know. He goes, hey, don't miss the first five minutes. I'm like, fine. So I sit down, I turn it on, I crack a beer. All of a sudden, Stone Cold's music comes out. I'm like, oh, it's Stone Cold. And Kevin Owens walks too. right out. I'm like, what a dick. <laughs> I love that. I didn't catch that. I have a beef with the, with the rampage stuff though. Cause I always, I, I knew that uh, I knew that Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa match that was on rampage. Right. Or was mm-hmm. it on? Oh, it was either. I see. I don't even dynamite? remember now. My week was so crazy. I think it was, was dynamite. Funny. So yeah. I haven't gotten that far into dynamite yet. I was watching today. I, re- I record everything, but I went to watch rampage from Friday and some bullshit called March Madness was on instead of that instead of that recording. Never heard of it. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was a real bummer. All right, let's put it, as a wrestling fan and a basketball fan, I was still bummed out because I don't like college basketball. I don't like I don't like this exploitation of these kids. And I'll be fucking completely candid and honest about it. I don't watch college ball because of that. And I know they're moving in the right direction, but it's only taken them how many years to even start to move in the right direction. I'm sorry. It's bullshit. I always said if, if, if anybody's making money off your name and likeness, the likeness, you should have something put into a bank account for you. Right. So all right. Anyways, the one thing that I did saw, I did see this week that I got caught up on, I have to give mad props to my boy Chris Jericho because his in-ring promo with uh, Jericho appreciation, uh, such a great reinvent, reinventing. He's so good at becoming the heel again and again, and this time was like was no other to me. I was like, oh. He is in. He knows exactly the fan base over at AEW. It's all let's call them the more hardcores, 
the the guy he made them hate him all over again simply calling himself a sports entertainer brilliant move chris once again proving why you are the goat uh i can't knock it dude the the sports entertainer line right there was was perfect and nailed it's 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 everything aew fans hate Mm-hmm. And it's the big divide, I think, between wrestling fans is the sports entertainment aspect, which I'm not even going to lie to you. I love it. The the WWE reinvented wrestling with just the entrances and the entrance music. Right. And, I mean, I can't. It's very it. apropos that yeah. we're talking about that as sport on the, on the side of sports entertainment rather than wrestling. We're talking about the top three finishing moves. Finishing moves for hardcore wrestling fans aren't what they are for the sports entertainment fans, I think. And that's why we'll get into this, but that's my opinion on the matter. And these are going to be my top three, not yours. I don't give a fuck what your top three are. These are my top three. Let's, let's go. See, now I will say one thing that you you have right. I, I The art of the finisher is no longer finishing somebody off, but it's it's like – the period on a great wrestling ballet and some of these moves that you see as a finisher in real life aren't going to finish, but you know what, when you see it, it's, it's, it's iconic. I agree. I think, I think it's part of the art um, and part of it that I grew up in loving wrestling. And there's a few guys who are doing some cool stuff. I'm going to throw out some honorable mentions as we go through these three, because it is extremely hard for me to pick just three finishing moves especially when there's a lot of great ones that are coming around, right? I got to give props to my boy, Darby Allen with the coffin drop. Reason being, it is like the, the new age elbow drop and no one has tried to reinvent the elbow drop since. And this is a new way of doing it to me. It, it reminds me so much of that. And then of course, the one winged angel from Kenny Omega is another great finishing move to me. Now, I'm sure that might have been a New Japan move before. I didn't watch that shit. This is my truth and the way that I fucking saw it. He slays that fucking that finishing move. Episode three, and he's cussing and so much more. I love it. This so is angry. real Johnny Christ. I'm heated. I'm heated. There's some other honorable mentions, though, my, because I can't get to three. My, If I had to do a honorable mention right now, mine would be the DDT. At That's the time, a great one. At the time, so revolutionary, and, and I tried to put it in my top three. I honestly did. But when Jake the Snake hit it, and even Raven would hit his DDT, that was such an awesome, devastating move. And it's almost like the Canadian Destroyer now, where everybody's doing it on every match 19 times. Every time I still see a good DDT done, I, I appreciate it. Well, you named the two greats to do the DDT. And Jake the Snake is has to be number one. Raven would would fall under second on that, unfortunately for him. But yeah, Jake the Snake's DDT is the best, most it, it's it's the harshest looking DDT to this day. I agree. And um, yeah, he just he nailed it. He fucking nailed it. Props to you, Jake. You know who else has a very good looking DDT is uh, Randy Orton, where he does his DDT with the two yeah. legs in the middle rope, and he drops. A- I, I still love that DDT too. Well, again, there's so many. There's so many great finishing moves. Triple H going back to even Hunter Hearst Helmsley with the pedigree. That was such a fun 
uh, take on on a pile driver to me. You know, that was there's that another was like, one. There's another finishing move. The pile driver. Holy shit. Well, we haven't got to our three. That are you are you naming that as oh, you're just saying pile driver. I'm sorry. Yeah, yes. okay. Okay. Our, we we might have one that might be in the same, but yeah, the pile driver is definitely up there. And then, you know, and these are finishing moves, and you can go into finishing holds. Are we are we is that a subcategory or or I think we could throw it in because there are there are there are several I went back and forth on that. I'm like, well. It's kind of a finishing move, but he kind of used it to set up a finishing move, but it's super iconic well, some still. Of them, some of them were the finishing moves. Right. I mean, the figure four by Ric Flair, the sharpshooter from Bret Hart. Those counts. The sleeper from Rowdy, Roddy Piper. I mean, you got to go to all of these holes and think about them too. And the walls of Jericho. I mean, even going way back to the Boston Crab, that was a finishing hold of once upon a time. Now, I, I will say Jericho's WCW walls, the Lionheart one where he had it up higher, still oh, yeah. my favorite version of that because that just looks so much more painful than a regular one. Yeah. Scorpion, the Scorpion death lock. Yep. You know, um, you know, it's, it's it, there's all great holds. I stuck on, on my three to more traditional moves, I think. And I, and be, and full, full being uh, candid here. Before we hit record, I will admit, I, as I'm talking, I'm still mulling around which ones are my top three. I've got two out of three. The I've third, got four. I've got it, four. It, it's going to be a tough <laughs> one because I'm still trying to cycle through because there's so many iconic moves. So, oh, before we move on, there's one other honorable mention I have to get to. Two others: Hulk Hogan leg drop, honorable mention because of the build up to it. Not necessarily the greatest leg drop of all time, in my opinion. Yes. But the buildup makes it that much cooler. The right. getting everybody involved. Amazing. Second one, Mr. Sacco going in the mouth by Mick Foley. Oh, that's another great one. God darn it. You're naming some iconic ones. Uh, all right. So let's start. Do you want me to start it off? Okay. Because you're chugging my you number I... three, which I really wanted to put at number one. But it, I think it was more of the man than the move, but it's Macho Man Randy Savage's elbow drop from the top rope. Yeah. Just when he gets up there and he puts his fingers up there and then he, you know, pats the elbow and just the way he flew through the air. And then how eight, many times as a kid did you try to, did you try to emulate time, that move? All the time, jumping onto the bed or off onto the couch onto your dad or whoever. I mean, it was the, that was the move when you were our age. And that happened at a time where there wasn't a ton of high flyers out there. I mean, you had uh, who's uh, uh, the guy who killed his girlfriend and then uh, Jesus, ah, man. Why did I forget his name? Are you talking about uh, Superfly Super Jimmy, Jimmy yes. Snuka? Yeah. The I ultimate? Blanked, I, I blanked on him. You, know, <laughs> you I, blanked on him, but came up with like one of the horrible memories of him. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> you can't do that shit. You know, the guy that with the, with the pineapple to the head guy. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have made more sense. But no, you had to go with killed his fucking girlfriend. Like, fuck, hey, man. It's a good day. I like to think of the positive and things. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. But, 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 that, but that move right there, when he went up, you knew it was over. And, oh, man, that macho. And still, to this day, watching those videos and watch them fly through the air. And and when you fly, you see the camera flashing in the background. That that's my number three. All right. Well, before I get to my number three, my last honorable mention, I have to say, 
is the diamond cutter from Diamond Dallas Page. It is one of the most, and I'm sorry, I have to leave it out of the top three, and I'll get to why. Because the move itself is is should be a top one, just the move itself. But I'm more of a setup kind of guy, and that one came out of nowhere, which is what's kind of brilliant about it. But for my buck, for my entertainment, I'm a build-up. I'm a theatrics guy. I don't know. And that's why my number three of well, all hang time. On. Let me ask you this. You left a diamond cutter off. Did you slip in the RKO somewhere in your three? <laughs> I don't know. Have we gotten there yet? Come on, Dennis. Why are you jumping the fucking gun? Oh, that would have been funny if it was, though. I will lie. It's definitely not. <laughs> but. <laughs> no, the diamond cutter was 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 genius and at the time and today you see all the memes and the and the virtual things if you follow ddp which if you don't you should he's got the hilarious fan ones that he always posts where it looks like he's coming off of out of nowhere someone's getting hit with a diamond cutter that's what it felt like in the late 90s some of you youngsters out there listening or watching maybe maybe don't know got to go back and watch some of that shit but that takes me to my number three your number three and it's not because of the devastation of the move or anything like that. It's the theatrics and it is the tombstone pile driver from the undertaker. The way you knew when that was coming after a choke slam, a choke slam wasn't even the finishing move that was leading into it before the choke slam is a walk across the top rope with a nice uh, uh, to the middle. And then this nice shoulder tap getting you set up for the tombstone tombstone pile driver. And then when you got flipped over, you dropped. And not only did everyone know it was over, as soon as he crossed your arms and the eyes went to the back of his head and the hair went back. Oh, man, that was when I was a kid. When I watched that for the first time, I fell in love. And I was like, this is this is my favorite wrestler of all time at this moment. And it was because of that move and the way it just the name Tombstone Piledriver worked with every facet of The Undertaker, and it looked like the end. It looked like you're getting buried alive, and I fucking loved that. And, and you know what? You're and For me, you're leaving out one of the best moments, too, is when Paul Bearer would hold the urn up, Ooh. and you knew it was coming. You knew that was when that thing was when wrapped When he looked up. to the corner. Yep. And it was time. That, so The that Undertaker right is a top three. Has to be in there tombstone pile driver let me let me ask you this what is your favorite version of the undertaker while we're talking about him uh for me for my i i liked the american badass just fine but for my dollar it was the og my favorite era was when he had paul bearer for the first time when he was i think it was really when he came in as a heel he was supposed to be a heel and no one knew how the crowd would just gravitate towards him and he could no longer be a heel. And he was just loved that much when he was dark, when he didn't talk much, the hat, that's the, that's, that's, that's how I will always remember the undertaker is the big round hat and, and the hair just in his face. I, I actually wish I had a picture of it now, but when I was in third grade, I went to school for Halloween dressed as the undertaker in that version. Yeah, because I was watching something on WWE just recently, and they were kind of going through it. And then there's that version. Then there's like the purple version where he had the purple gloves and the purple tie and then the American badass. And then they kind of 
Well, I'd say before that was the the ministry version of the Undertaker. All this was cool. All the same Undertaker, but all different versions of them. And there was a guy, uh, I and I don't give Undertaker a ton of credit, but there's a guy that did the slightest, smallest adjustments to his look, and it was just a whole new character almost being in the same world as the character. Absolutely. He re- he reinvented his way in a, in a more subtle way than a lot of the other guys who had the length of career that he had. It's truly amazing. And however you get there, every 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 wrestler is different. But however you get there is how you get there. And I think he did it great. And I think you touched upon one of the times when he was tag teaming with Kane. And that was a great era for, for the taker, you know, um, when he kind of stepped into more of a, a, a prominent promo. You know, and I think that that was pretty cool too. But again, maybe it's just being me being a homer and thinking about my young self. But the gray and black original Undertaker, after pretty much a few months after he parted ways with the with the million dollar man, and and it was Paul Bear, and it was him, and it was going. And I mean that feud when when Million Dollar Man brought in the fake Taker for two Survivor (laughs) Series, man, that blew my fucking mind when I was a kid. Loved it. My next, as my number two, uh, wasn't super popular, wasn't super big, but anytime I played the, you know, the Nintendo 64 WCW versus NWO or, or whatever it is, I always picked Perry Saturn because he had this Death Valley driver move oh, where yeah. it's, it's great almost one. great pick, Dennis. Thank I like you. to bust your balls here on this show, but that was a fucking good prick. That finishing move, and I think you still see it occasionally, should have been a bigger move. And for anybody that doesn't know, Google it. Because aesthetically, it just looks devastating where it's almost like the guy has him up like a torture rack, but he's flat on his back, belly up, and just drives him down. And when he hits right, man, it just looks like an L and the the death valley driver right there would be my and anytime i created a character even now when i play listen spoiler alert i'm a nerd i play video games still i i i try to i think that makes you cool these days by the way dennis i think it's i I think it i think you're a nerd if you don't play video games now here's the the problem i'm 44 so that doesn't make me a nerd anymore that just that makes me have to explain to women like look i'm a gamer but i don't game every weekend and i'll pick boobs over video games it's like i feel like now at 44 you have to backtrack like i play a little bit but i will always go out with a girl over video games now so it there's there's a dance that has to be done there when you explain to her why you have a ps5 and you haven't had a date in three months so they should be stoked if you got a ps5 that means you're like fuck man you're balling (laughs) <laughs> that's all i'm saying but yes the death valley driver for me is my number two johnny all right i love that one and it made me think of another couple of uh honorable mentions but i know it's we terrible. gotta go on i mean the hbk's uh version of sweet chin music ah he had a way of doing it man and it was mm. it was fantastic but another amazing showman takes me to number two and again, you guys are going to learn this is only the third episode in, and I've said it. I'm a man of the theatrics. I'm a man of, of the show of it all, which takes me to the people's elbow from The Rock. Yeah, I said it. A whole setup, the sidewalk slam in the center of the ring, getting everybody from one side to the other, the throwing of the elbow pad. 
all to come down with the most electrifying move in all of wrestling, the people's elbow. And to me, for that reason that I said, was why the rocks on my number two best finisher of all time, the people's elbow. I dare you to argue it. Can't, you know, uh, at first I thought you were going the rock bottom, which is just as good, but you know, the slow pull of the elbow pad off the throwing it into the crowd and that the vision of like one section, 40 hands reaching up for it as, Uh as as he does, just the setting that up. That's I think was one of the hallmark of, of the rock was the timing and the timing of that rock bottom where he didn't rush it and you just waited for it every single time. Oh, every time you watch, you go back. If you, if you didn't live through that era and you think I'm being silly, I am being silly, but in a great way, go back and watch it. You will see there's one thing that is undeniable. That move was more over than anything had been at that point. Everyone knew what was coming, what was going to happen, and they could not contain themselves. Watch the flashlights going off in those fucking rooms before people had cell phones. This thing was fucking over. Uh, I agree. Now, I'm going to throw out an honorable mention here, which I kept trying to slide it into my list, but it, it should be on the list. And it's, it's, it's a current move. It's underrated. But the Seth Rollins curb stomp. That's a great one. That's that, a great one. That, fuck, that I didn't. I didn't. Ugh, fuck. I didn't even think about that one. That should have been on my list. I couldn't <sighs> fit it in, and uh, it breaks my heart because I thought that was a, a phenomenal move. And I kind of like you, where The Rock had two finishing moves, which was the Rock Bottom sometimes or the People's Elbow, right. I'm going to go with a move that uh, sometimes was used as a finisher, but I would call it a signature move. Is this going to be allowed? Well, well let's hear how good it is because this is your number one. We're going with your number one. Is this is my number one. Your number one is questionable. Okay, my number one is questionable. Like it's a signature move. It had been moved. It's been used as a finisher sometimes, but it's a more of a setup move. But when it's done right, it is phenomenal. All right, let's hear it. It is the Eddie Guerrero three amigos hold on uh, suplex where he keeps suplexing the guy over and over and over. Do you want to see? I agree with you, but if you're not going with the Guerrero splash, I I don't know that I can give you this because I I thought about the Guerrero splash. I thought I was not thinking about uh, I the the suplex is amazing, but it is not a finisher. I know, I know. So I, 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 you know what? I'll put that as an honorable mention then. Um, and, you know, the, that five-source frog splash is great. Uh, who did it better, though? Let me ask you this. What, RVD, Rob Van Dam, or Eddie Guerrero? Mm. Fuck, that's tough, dude. They both have a phenomenal one. But I got to go with Eddie Guerrero because for me, I didn't see – I wasn't. I didn't see a lot of ECW out here, so I didn't see Rob Van Dam in the early years. I I saw Eddie do it f- to that perfection first, so I got to go with Eddie on it. The late great Eddie Guerrero. Well, then my number one, Brett the Hitman Hart Sharpshooter. Oh, that's a great Be- one. Because just like us being as kids on the couch doing the elbow drop onto your dad or your friend, 
How many times have you put somebody into a sharpshooter or how many times have you been put into a sharpshooter? That, that move is so iconic. You think of that move right there made Stone Cold Steve Austin, who he is when he was put into it. in one of the WrestleManias, he had blood coming down his face and, and he, he wouldn't give up. He wouldn't give up that, that right there. A made that move look devastating. B made Stone Cold Steve Austin look like the toughest son of a bitch in the world. And you knew when, when Bret Hart got that in, it was over. I agree. I will absolutely agree. And to your point of how many times you've been put in it, I, I put my father in it so hard that I wouldn't let go. When he kicked out and he thought I was going to let go, I held on. My face hit the rug and I had rug burn on my face for a week. The teachers at school thought I was getting beat by my dad and I had to tell them that I wasn't. Yeah, story. He, he just let me put him in the sharpshooter. <laughs> and I wouldn't let go. Yeah. Wow. Did 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 he beat your ass when he got up? By the no, way, no, how- no, 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 no. I was in the sharpshooter. You're, oh, miss- oh, you're missing. Okay. Or no, I, I, I thought- had him in the sharpshooter. He kicked his legs. Right. Well, and I uh, held on, and my face went. So why would he kick my ass? My face was already beaten up from hitting the floor. Yeah, but you you wouldn't let go if if I let my kid put me in the sharpshooter, and she wouldn't let it go. When I got up, I would I'd have put her in a torture rack or something. Oh no, it, it, he was he was proud. He's like, yeah, I can't believe he didn't let go. He kind of laughed at it. Wow. He's like, you would rather take the rug to the face than let go. Kind of proud is, of that. That that's crazy. By the way, I apologize. That's my my <laughs> cat. Which no, means okay. we should start wrapping this up soon. All right, you're number one. All right. Well, you mentioned my number one. Well, you mentioned the guy who does my number one just a moment ago. That's right. Everybody knows it. It's the Stone Cold fucking Stunner. Give me a hell yeah. Give me a fucking hell yeah. Because in the Attitude Era, there was nothing, nothing more over than watching Vince McMahon in the hospital take a fucking Stone Cold Stunner, getting flipped off in the face, beer chugging all over the fucking goddamn ring. And I will give another hell yeah to that. That is my top uh, finishing move of all time. There was a lot of tough ones that I want to put up for a lot of different reasons, but I keep my three this way this week for the showmanship. It's not necessarily the move, but the showmanship and what and the, the, how over these moves were at the time. I mean, it's just, it's insane. And there's, there's no better move in for me in my era for my uh, fandom of wrestling to end a match or end just a promo. That was the other great thing about mm-hmm. it. It just ended everything. As soon as he dropped it, that scene was done and you knew it. And that was, that was for me, Stone Cold Stunner, hands down, my favorite move. Do you, do you like Kevin, Kevin Owens' version of it? I think he does a great version, but it doesn't have the attitude that the Stone Cold Stunner had. He does a great stunner, don't get me wrong. And I think another... Another stunner, not to throw another. You know, Darby Allen has a really fun stunner where he flips over the guy and still does the stunner. It's very mm-hmm. different. But for my dollar, it's all about that attitude. It's all about hitting it and walking off like this, motherfucker. I, that, I don't know if there's really a way we can end the show other than that. I mean, hang on. Hey, if you keep me out, I'm going to take you to a nursing home or something. All right, I'm back. <laughs> um, 
I, I love my cat. I would never get rid of her. Humane society. Anyways, uh, so listen, let's wrap this up. I've got things to do. You got things to do. I got to go do another podcast in like 20 minutes. That's why I was trying to squeeze this in real quick. I got who, who are you doing it with? I got Mass Wolf, the guy who did uh, Astronaut Astronaut in the Ocean, and he's fucking had a huge year of music and sounds like a really great dude. I've been uh, I've been doing some research. I can't wait to talk to him. Just uh, he's going to be on Zoom all the way from Sydney, Australia. It'll be one o'clock his time. I'm very curious to see if he's going to crack a beer with me. Well, tell him I said hi. He has no clue who I am, by the way. Neither do I. <laughs> all right, listen. Drinks with Johnny. What are you on episode three or four now of the season? Oh, this season? No, we yep. just dropped a, the hundredth episode of Drinks with Johnny. Hundred episodes. Who was the hundredth guest? My good friend and artist Cam Rackham. He's done All a lot right. of art for my band, Avenge Sevenfold. He's done a lot of great things. He's been with us since day one. In fact, he's been with us BC before Christ. He was he was one of the friends before I joined the band. So uh, love him to be, love him to death. Fans know him of my band. And he couldn't have been a better guest for our to ring in a hundred episodes of Drinks with Johnny for me. And we've got so many more this season. We're in season four. No signs of slowing down. I'm having way too much fun with that one. Can I be a guest on like season seven or seventeen? We'll see. I, I mean, you're gonna have to remind me who you are. Don't worry. I will send you my credentials. I have a headshot. I'll leave an autograph it for you. You can put it on your wall in the back behind your guitars or behind the poster too. You could just put it up and then the poster over it. Yeah, that's probably more likely what will happen. All right. Drinks with Johnny. Go make sure you download, subscribe, rate the wrestling perspective. We interview people. You like that? Go Who's watch. on that show with you? Is that is that just you? Or you got other people on the show? I know some guy in a small band. Uh, I, you probably never heard of Rancid. I mean, not many people have. So <laughs> shout um, out to the boy, Lars. Yes. Frederickson, Lars Frederickson. So, uh, I mean, if you don't know who that is, then. Hit stop because we're done anyways. See what I did there. All right. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. All right. Good night, guys. It's this week's three. Thank you. We'll see you next week.